0: Welcome to the Sal Vatry Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to the channel and the podcast. Happy Monday! It is December second, six fifteen a.m. East Coast time, and we have a very nice six-game NBA slate to break down today on multiple DFS sites. Of course, before we get into it, I just want to say welcome here. If you are new, my name is indeed Salvetri, And again, I do indeed cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL, NBA, WNBA, and the MLB streets. I'm going to do something different this week. I checked the YouTube data and there's around 51 to 54% of people who view the um, content I put out every single day uh, for a monthly basis. 54% are not subscribed to the channel. So if you are not, I just want to ask once again, if you could please subscribe, it really does help me out as an independent content creator, but also by the... This Friday, I'll be doing a $20 uh, PayPal raffle giveaway. If you leave a comment and you have to be subscribed, you can just leave uh, either if you want to leave your PayPal, you can leave your Twitter and I can reach out via that. So be sure to hit the subscribe button on YouTube. And also you can get into that raffle in the audio version if you leave a five-star rate in review and you just leave your Twitter handle or some way for me to contact you over there. Uh, you can do that on any of the audio listening platforms and subscribe. So make sure that you are subscribed. I can filter through the YouTube settings to make sure that you are subscribed and then leave the comment so that you can get qualified in there. I'll be running that contest for this week and maybe we'll increase it for next week to $50 and move on from there. Again, for the five-star rating review, barely anybody does it, so you probably have a really good chance. I have exclusive content linked up down below over on Patreon for the NBA projections every single day, as well as a ton of NFL content going out over there in the form of podcasts, as well as just articles and even um, projections, data sheets, things like that. Follow me on those social medias at SalVetriDFS and Instagram SalVetri. I've been told by many of people that I talk really fast. I understand that. I'm an Italian from New York, so for the new week. Before the new year even comes, a resolution of mine will be to try and control that a little bit more uh, in the hopes that it doesn't make these videos 15 minutes, right? So it's just the way I am. Twenty-three years, but I uh, will be trying to alter my ways for that one. So this video is going to be sponsored today by Fantasy Draft. Fantasy Draft is revolutionizing the way that you do play daily fantasy sports by removing those pesky fees that you have to pay—the management fees, the rake. Uh, you pay a subscription fee for one to two percent per month instead of paying about around twelve to fifteen percent on average on FanDuel and DraftKings rake. Rake is how much the company takes off the top in a tournament. So you should check out Fantasy Draft because you just you pretty much win more, and even when you're Losing, you're losing less. So you're always going to be profiting at least around 10% more than on sites like DraftKings and FanDuel. And it seems like it's a business model that's here to stay based on the fact that they're running their business on a subscription service. So it does not seem much more like a promotion though, or a promotional task or a promotional um, just marketing scheme. So check out Fantasy Draft linked up down below. If you do sign up and you hit that link, it will help them by notifying them that they found you found them through me, which just says, hey, we should maybe promote Sal a little bit more moving into the new year. So thank you. I do appreciate it. Let's get into this video. Again, subscribe button, comment down below how I can contact you. If you do hit the subscribe button for a chance to be entered into a $20 giveaway, all subscribers can enter into that comment down below. Um, And let's get fun with it. Comment down below. Who do you think is the best 6k play of the day today over on DraftKings? Uh, And then leave a way for me to reach out to you. So Injury dashboard, as we always do, starting with uh, team-by-team news here. Cam Reddish for Atlanta is questionable with a wrist injury. It'll help DeAndre Bemry and Alan Crabb. Crabb actually started the last time that this uh, Cam Reddish was missing, about three days ago, I believe. Uh, Chandler Hutchinson going to Chicago, doubtful with the shoulder injury. Shaq Harrison and Thad Young would pick up more of the small forward minutes, with Otto Porter still remaining out for Golden State. Kevon Looney is expected to play but be on a minutes limit today, so Amari Spellman, Marquise Chris, Willie Cauley-Stein, the power forwards and centers for that team would be impacted, but Looney may be staying on a minutes limit, Around 18 to 20, I would imagine. Draymond Green is doubtful. Already said that they're not going to push him above 27 minutes in any more games this year. He is doubtful for rest purposes. Would help Kevon Looney's minutes limit for more production. Marquise Chris, Eric Pascal, probably the biggest benefactory, and Amari Spellman. In, Indy, uh, in Indiana, the only news, and it's not major news, is Jakar Sampson will be out with a back injury. He's been pretty much out of the rotation since you've had Miles Turner and um, Sabonis and all these players come back. Goga. So the guys who benefit the most will be TJ Leaf and Doug McDermott for extra rotational run. In Memphis, John Morant is doubtful. They said he's week to week. He did not play yesterday shoulder injury Tyus Jones is priced up but he's in play we saw the Anthony Melton have a really nice game on somewhat limited minutes Grayson Allen will be in play as well at 3200 on DraftKings so we'll talk about all those guys Memphis a lot of injuries Jonas Valanciunas missed the front end of the back-to-back yesterday with an illness Jaron Jackson Jr Bruno Caboclo had a huge game they would benefit the most if Joval missed again Brandon Clark was injured in last night's game with a hip he's questionable and probably maybe even doubtful for today Bruno Caboclo again would be in line for more minutes Jay Crowder and even Solomon Hill could see some run. Kyle Anderson missed the front end of the back-to-back for Memphis last night. Questionable with a heel injury. Dylan Brooks, Solomon Hill, and Jay Crowder would benefit there. Milwaukee, Brook Lopez is down for with a back injury. Robin Lopez has been priced up. We saw him have a really nice day on 24 minutes the last time out. Urson, son Eliasova, DJ Wilson, those players would also see increased run. Sterling Brown has already been ruled out the shooting guard small forward for Milwaukee. George Hill, Pat Connaughton, Kyle Korver, all these guys should see more run, but with Kyle Korver rejoining the lineup uh, last game after being injured for a little bit. It kind of pushed down a lot of these players' minutes, especially Hill, who didn't even touch 20 minutes last game. For New York, a couple injuries here. Marcus Morris is questionable. He missed the front end of the back-to-back last night. We saw Damian Dotson have a huge night on just limited low to mid-20s and minutes. I don't think you expect him to average 1.2 fantasy points per minute moving forward. And Kevin Knox was actually drew the start for Morris. Frank Nielakina is questionable with a back injury. He left last night's game early. It would help Dennis Smith Jr. R.J. Barrett may, uh, might be take on more point guard responsibilities, and potentially Alfred Payton if he was to return today because the final injury for New York is Alfred Payton questionable with a hamstring. Dennis Smith Jr., R.J. Barrett would benefit if he was out and if Neil Aquino was out. Moving to Philly, just one injury. Josh Richardson is doubtful with his hamstring. Furkan Korkmaz will continue to start. James Ennis and Daibal would probably still get rotational minutes. And moving to Phoenix, the most injuries here. Ty Jerome finally going to make his season debut today. Uh, we'll see if he actually plays. He's been out with an ankle injury. It's going to hurt Javon Carter, Tyler Johnson, Eli Okobo. Um, a uh, These backup guards, McCall Bridges is questionable with a quad would help Kelly Oubre would help Cam Johnson, Dario Sarge, Tyler Johnson, maybe to an extent. Cam Johnson is questionable with an illness. Uh, Kelly Oubre, McCall Bridges, Dario Sarge would benefit. Check Diallo has already been ruled out a power forward center option. He's going to allow Frank Kaminsky to pick up more run. Aaron Baines, who's on a minutes limit, and Dario Sarge. Aaron Baines, they said, is likely to play, but he's questionable still with a calf. He did return, but they said he will remain on a minutes limit. So you're probably going to get around 25 minutes out of Aaron Baines, maybe 26, but nowhere near the 30-plus that he was showing um, recently before this injury. So I think overall, the situation of probably no Check Diallo, he's out. Potentially no Cam Johnson, who is a power forward player. You might just be left with 25 minutes of Aaron Baines, and then you only have Kelly Oubre. You only have, if there's no McCall Bridges, um, Frank Kaminsky to have to pick up a ton of minutes alongside Dario Sarge. So those are the injury news for today across all of these teams. Let's get into this target offense sheet now. I'll blow this up for people on the YouTube version, see it a little bit better here. So, Target often cheat six games today. I, I like these six game slates. Six to eight games is probably, maybe six to nine is the games, the slates that I like the best. They're easy to handle, easy to digest, a lot of options, or at least more options than those smaller slates, so you can actually pivot and have some sort of strategy behind it. So... Looking at this slate right now, <clears throat> just looking at some of the spots, the highest implied team total is Milwaukee versus uh, New York today. Milwaukee usually leads these slates in team totals when they're on them, especially smaller slates, a 119.25 implied team total. You're going to get no Brooke Lopez today, no Sterling Brown, and the best matchup on the slate potentially here today for a center is against this Milwaukee team, uh, or is against this New York team, even though they have a ton of rebounders. They're not giving up a super high number of points in the paint. They do give up a lot of fantasy points. Uh, to just not a lot of great defenders, right? It's like Bobby Portis, Mitchell Robinson, who just barely can stay in the court because of foul trouble. Taj Gibson, um, it's not great defenders down there. So you get points and you're going to have Robin Lopez filling in, coming off of a huge night. But keep in mind, he scored 30 plus fantasy points in 24 minutes. He's going to be around a point per minute guy, but that's one of the better games out of him. If you get just an average Robin Lopez game, those 24 minutes might only end up in a 25, 26 fantasy point day. But even at his current price point on DraftKings and even on Fantasy Draft, that seems fine. So he'll be of interest to me me as well, depending on what ownership comes in that um, you're going to have him being a factor. Obviously, Giannis, if you ever want to get to him, he's $12,000. But man, do we have a ton of value on the slate that we're about to talk about on the next page? Um, Just they, they did not price up half of these players from yesterday. There were some injuries in yesterday's game. Mainly, this Memphis team is just filled with literally minimum salaried potential value based on the injury news that we saw yesterday with Brandon Clark. And Kyle Anderson um, and some other players from Memphis. So, yeah, there's a lot of value that you can probably get to $12,000, Giannis, and feel good about it. We'll talk more about that when we get to the early interest in a second. Uh, Moving over to uh, the one other team I want to talk about is Atlanta today against Golden State. Atlanta comes in with a 114 implied team total, pretty much the second, right around tied for the second highest in the slate with Phoenix. And then get Golden State today, who's unlikely to have Draymond, who is probably going to get Kavan Looney back, but still is just abysmal at defense. D'Angelo Russell is still going to be missing this one. You get Trey Young at a nice price point. It's come up to 10000 on a small slate, 10000 plus, but that seems absolutely fine against this Golden State team where Atlanta is actually a six-point favorite here. This projects out to be by far the fastest-paced game on the slate by over three possessions for me. I have Atlanta gaining in this one two-and-a-half possessions. And even Golden State gaining a possession, 1.8 possessions. So, a nice big pace up spot here for a point guard against a weak defense. You're going to have him going up against Kai um, Bowman and Alec Burks today for the majority of the time he's on the court in Trey Young. I really do like Trey Young. If if you're not going to start your lineups with Giannis today, I like starting with Trey Young and then building from there, inserting some value and getting a lot of the 6 or 7K range upside players. So, Trey Young from Atlanta stands out. The only other thing that stands out here. I guess it's two spots. Well, one, if Cam Reddish doesn't play, Alan Crabb could start. I don't really want to get to that on a six-game slate. If DeAndre Bemery was to rejoin the starting rotation, I think that's fine at his price point. And then Jabari Parker at 6,900. Price points coming up after a couple of, I would say, below average games for Jabari. It's still fine to get to because of Golden State's just, especially if Draymond is out, just Golden State's lack of being able to play defense and Jabari being the, the main a secondary option on this team. But I think on a six-game slate, we might be able to do better. But Jabari's probably a $7,200 player price. It's still in the 6K range. So, Definitely still a bargain on him. Moving over to some other spots in the slate, let's just talk about Memphis. Look, Memphis versus the Pacers, this is an interesting game on both sides. You have some fairly priced Sabonis and Brogdon now in the 8K range, probably where they should be. A really, really cheap Miles Turner at 5,700 against a Memphis team that might not run out there. Joe Val today, might not run out Brandon Clark. You might just be stuck with Bruno Caboclo and Jaron Jackson Jr. in your... Um, front court for the most of this game so it, we'll see what happens there i think that joval will play and we've seen the, the joval minutes limit has just come off he's played 30 plus and he scored 60 and 50 in those last two games that he has so um i guess starting on that side he's in the 7500 75 or seven thousand dollars range now in memphis if he plays he's absolutely fine to get to against Miles turner he should be able to push in whatever Miles turner is trying to give him even Sabonis as well. Uh, you're probably going to get no John Moran. So Tyus Jones is priced 5,600, probably where he should be at this point. Still offers some upside at that price tag, but sort of the secondary options are where I'm looking at. You had Grayson Allen play 30 plus minutes last night, and he's still only 3,200. You had uh, the Anthony Melton play 22 minutes and really outperform. I probably don't want to get back to that all that much. I think more times than not, Melton's 22 minutes or around low 20s and minutes will probably lead to like 15, 16 fantasy points. So I don't want to chase that. But the thing I will potentially chase, which seems gross, is Bruno Caboclo, $3,000. Brandon Clark gets hurt last night, questionable for today. Usually players don't play when they injure themselves the night before. And you're probably going to get Caboclo, even if Joe Val plays, even if Jaron Jackson Jr. starts. Caboclo is going to have to play the backup minutes for both of those players, probably. You probably see him playing at least 20, 25, potentially in minutes. If other players are injured, like Joe Val, uh, you might get more here. So Memphis offers a ton of value, both in the guards, Grayson Allen we'll talk about on the early interest. Caboclo, even Jake Crowder now should pick up more run due to Kyle Anderson, potentially missing again as well, along with all the other names I just said. So uh, Memphis offers a ton of value on the Pacers side. i probably rank it Miles Turner, bonus, and then Brogdon. Jeremy Lamb's been very consistent. I have no problem getting there. It just seems like he's priced at pretty much what he's going to do every night, around 30 fantasy points. And he's priced around a little bit above what that median is for him to 5X. Some other spots. I like just kind of going the spots that stand out. Phoenix at one point. Uh, 114.75 total. The spot that stands out here is, well, there's no check Diallo. Um, There's an Aaron Baines on a minutes limit, and then there's potentially no Cam Johnson. So in terms of what the bigs are going to look like today, it's Darius Sarge locked into 30-plus minutes, I'd imagine. It's Frank Kaminsky taking over the backup minutes there and all the backup center minutes. Kaminsky is still probably going to be locked into maybe all the backup center minutes with no Diallo. So you say he gets maybe 20, 22 minutes there. Some of the backup power forward minutes. So you might be able to get a 26, 28 minute game out of uh, Kaminsky today. That is indeed if Cam Johnson sits today, but they can just as easily put Kelly Oubre to back up some of the power forward minutes. And then you get Kaminsky just playing 20 to 22 backup center minutes. So That's where things get a little bit difficult to really trust Kaminsky. A fine price point at, I believe, the the low 4K price range on the slate on DraftKings. And then if for some reason Aaron Baines just sits today for rest as he's still in a minutes limit, they've already stated that, then Kaminsky becomes a really nice play. Second highest team implied total on the slate at 114.75. They're four point favorites here facing Charlotte. Seems to be a paced down spot. Charlotte plays at a very slow pace. One of the slower paced games on this slate it is actually technically, for my projections, the slowest paced game on the slate, 101.02. The league average is in the 103 possessions per game. So this one losing less than two, more than two possessions per team on league average here. So Charlotte though, is still a nice total on 110.75. Uh, the things I like the most here are and I actually, actually should also point out from Phoenix, they're facing Charlotte, who continues to give up the most points in the paint. So still, whoever starts Aaron Baines at a minute's limit at his price point, I probably don't want to get there. Sarge stands out. Kaminsky, if Baines doesn't play, is just a, a great play today. But for Charlotte, really difficult to judge what's happening here. We saw Bismack start the last game. Pretty much a spot start. Alarm going off. Only played about 10 minutes. Um, it's really tough to nail down what they're going to do there. Zeller seems to be locked into just this phantom 20-minute role, whether he starts or not over the last couple weeks. Bismack on teams that have less size will probably stay out there. We saw him play a ton of minutes against Detroit where they have both Griffin and number one Drummond Um, against this team and Aaron Baines and Sarge. It's not the biggest of size teams, so they might not even have to throw him out there all that much. So I don't know what they're going to do there. P.J. Washington has been playing very stable minutes into the 30s. So at power forward, I think P.J. Washington is completely fine. And then I'm going to continue to go back to Devontae Graham. I do prefer him over Terry Rozier. Both seem like fine options, but Graham just has a higher assist rate. He's going to take more shots per game and has slightly more usage. So I think Graham is my favorite thing from the Charlotte side, and then P.J. Washington. And then for Phoenix, you just got to keep an eye on what's happening. Kelly Oubre stands out to me as a guy who uh, you just saw him play 41 minutes and drop a huge game the last time out for him. He might have to be locked into a 35-plus-minute role if there is indeed none of these guys that we've already been talking about today, um, Cam Johnson being a big one, because then Oubre can get more minutes at the four. Looking at other spots, Philly and Utah, man, just nothing stands out here. Um, you have Philly with a it's the lowest implied total on the slate, 207 uh, team total. Uh, or game total. Team total for Philly is 106.25. Utah, lowest in the slate, 100.75. Just two really good defenses. Five and a half point favorites for Philly. Joel Embiid's price point is finally up to the 10K range on the six-game slate. And then everybody else is fairly priced. I mean, you get Tobias Harris at 6400 but do I really want to pay that in a difficult matchup? It's a really, really difficult matchup for everybody across the board. I'm filling no Josh Richardson. You'll probably still get Korkmaz, uh, Ennis, all these guys entering the rotation for their 20 to 25, Korkhox maybe 30 minutes, but they're all priced to where they should be now since Richardson has been out for a week or two. So for Philly, nothing stands out unless one of these other guys rests or is injured. For Utah, nothing stands out. The thing that stands out the most is that you have a very cheap, low 7K range Rudy Gobert against Embiid today. If you land on that, I don't hate it. We saw Gobert drop fifty around 50 the last time they played Philadelphia, but I don't think Embiid was in, in that game. If I recall correctly, I think he rested. So yeah, Utah, nothing stands out. You don't get any dynamic pricing outside of Gobert. I think that you still have a very expensive Donovan Mitchell, really all the pieces on this team. Um, Mike Conley, nobody was really priced down outside of Gobert to 7,400. So he's the one that would stand out the most. But Nothing really going here. I think it's just a wash of a game. Uh, we'll see what happens. There's still some great players. So if Ben Simmons has no ownership, Al Horford, I really don't want to get to at that price point. Look, Al Horford's price point—he's not doing anything next to Embiid. But he's on the court. He has a terrible rebounding rate. He's relying on his mid-range shooting, and that's just not going to help you more times than not in, in DraftKings. It's not like last year when he was the center on the team. Obviously, he now has Embiid, but what that's hurting is not only his overall upside. He's just getting crushed in rebounding rate. He has like a 10% rebounding rate this year, which is um, like half of what it should be. Uh, we see it even happen with Tobias Harris. Every game that Tobias Harris starts at the four when Al Horford sits, everybody is so quick to jump to him. But really, it reduces Al Harris's assist numbers. It reduces Al Harris's rebounding numbers because he's playing next to Joel Embiid. So I think that's something that, yes, he's going to the four when he starts Harris there. So if Horford was to miss today, it's attractive because he's playing closer to the rim. And I always say that that's a huge thing. But who is he playing next to is also big. Joel Embiid is a rebounding hog. He is a down-low rebounding uh, block monster. He's just going to take all of that usage from you. So uh, other games that we didn't hit on, I think we hit on pretty much all of them. We didn't hit on the Sacramento-Chicago game at the end here. It's a late night hammer at 10 p.m. East Coast time. Again, another slow pace game, second slowest on the slate. You have a huge, huge pace down spot for Chicago here. They're going to lose, in my model, about 3.6 possessions. You have Sh- Sacramento going to gain about 1.12 possessions. So what do you get from Sacramento? You get a fairly priced team. You get Bogdan Bogdanovich in the 6K range, which I think he offers upside there for playing 30 plus minutes. Potentially, we've seen him run the pick and roll a little bit since there's been no De'Aaron Fox. I like that. Buddy Heald in the low 7K range also stands out to me. None of these is priority plays. And then Rashawn Holmes at center, a 58.55 fantasy points per game is what Chicago is allowing so far this season. A mid-6K price point on Rashawn Holmes, who has been playing very well, still not a great rebounder, but has been playing very well compared to his time when he was with Phoenix compared to his time in Philadelphia. So a 108.25 team implied total, Sacramento five-point favorites. All these guys are just secondary options. You can even say be elites at 6,100 is surely in play on this slate. If I had to rank my interest in this team, it would probably be one Buddy healed, two Rashawn Holmes, three Bogdan Bogdanovich. And Bogdanovich might move up later in the day, depending on how my projections look. And then for Bielitsa, the Chicago side, they just are all fairly priced. You have a overpriced, in my opinion, Wendell Carter Jr., probably an overpriced, almost 6K. Now, Laurie Markkinen, Wendell Carter Jr. is 6,900. I mean, I'm not paying that. You have an overpriced at Eck Levine, who's in the AK or 8K range now. And I only really feel comfortable playing Levine when he's in the 7K range and low 7K range, at that matter. So not much is standing out. Really, nothing is standing out. You have Shaq Harrison and Thad Young filling in for um, what seems like no Chandler Hutchinson, as long as Otto Porter remains out, which I think that's all I've seen so far. You have... Thomas Sadoransky, probably the best priced player at 5,300 on DraftKings on this team because he's been playing well as of late, but Colby White's still going to come in. Chris Dunn's still going to come in and get their full run. So the, the avenue for more minutes for Sato, even if he's playing well, just isn't there. So he has to just outproduce everything in terms of what his baseline projections are to really kind of pop off for you. So Similar to Phoenix and Utah or or Philadelphia and Utah, nothing from Chicago stands out. And it's really because Chicago is just overpriced to properly priced. So from this game in general, my priorities are just on the Sacramento side, unless there's an injury on the Chicago side. Let's move over to the early interests. And I can read those off for the podcast viewers, as well as the, um, Viewers over here on the YouTube channel can see what these early interests are. There's going to be a lot of lot of value here uh, at the bottom of this when we get to it. The top end, Giannis and Trey Young. I prefer Trey Young as of right now. I think that there is good value on this slate, or at least there will be. But we still have to kind of work through some of these questionable tags in Memphis and Phoenix before we can really identify if we can pay up for Giannis. But obviously, if you can get to Giannis today, small forward, you can roster him as always. 21,300 on Fantasy Draft. Highest team total on the slate. It's a really nice matchup. You're yeah, getting to Giannis is completely fine, but I don't think you need to force it. So if you find the value, I think it's okay. I think I prefer right now getting to Trey Young. 10,500 on DraftKings. 18,800 on Fantasy Draft really nice team total at 114 here. It's just a good spot for a guy with a 36% usage, similar to Giannis's, believe it or not, at 37.5, according to NBA.com. And then 35 minutes per game for Young, I'll probably give him 36 in a really good matchup today where they're actually favored in this one decently. So Trey Young, a really good spot. Uh, Now it's just a huge drop-off after that. So this is why you can get to one of these guys. I doubt both of them, but we'll see as the day goes on, uh, because there's a huge drop off in just where my interests are after that. And there's a lot of value. You go from Giannis to 12,000, Trey Young to 10,500, to all the way down to Sabonis at $8,000. And I don't even have a ton of interest in Sabonis. It's really just if you see no uh, Brandon Clark and no Joe Val today, Sabonis becomes more interesting. $8,000 is a fair price point, but uh, I think it's okay. 24% usage going to play like 34 or 35 minutes in this one if he stays out of foul trouble. I believe he fouled out in the last game. Uh, but the guy that I really want is, is after this, $7,500 Joe Val. If he plays today, I'm going to give him like 30 minutes at a minimum, probably 32. And since he's been playing those big minutes and not fouling out or getting injured, the guy's just dropping 50 and 60 point games. And that's what he's going to do. He's an eighty $9,000 player when he gets his 32 to 34 minutes of run. And there's nobody on the pace. There's no Miles Turner that can really stop him here. So I have Joe Val in yellow, mainly just making sure that he plays. And keep in mind, if you don't get any Brandon Clark today, it's going to make it even better for Joval, just in terms of what their bigs are going to have to play more minutes. Um, Devontae Graham at 7,200. I prefer Val across a different position. Joval is also 13,300 on fantasy draft. He's actually cheaper than Devonte Graham. He's cheaper than Kelly Oubre. So go and get all the Val you can on fantasy draft as long as he's active. Devontae Graham at 7,200, shooting guard eligible. He's the guy that I would want. Um, I prefer him over the, the Terry Rogers on his own team. Good matchup against Phoenix. Kelly Oubre at 7,000 could potentially become a really nice play today. If he plays, you saw him play 41 minutes. He might be locked into mid 30s and minutes if you see you no know, Cam Johnson today. If you get some other injury news to drop before that game starts. $6,900 uh, Jabari. Parker, he's not a priority for me today. I'd probably prefer Oubre if Cam Johnson was out. I prefer Devonte Graham. I prefer some of these uh, cheaper guys as well, but he's just too cheap for the matchup and he can roster him as a small forward and he can remains being a starting power forward on this team with a 24.2% usage rate. Sean Holmes at 6,500. Uh, we mentioned him as being just not a secondary option for me, not a priority, power forward eligible. Bogdan Bogdanovich is in yellow. Uh, just a guy that I probably get to towards the end of it. Uh, if you, for some reason, joined the starting rotation, I would really like him. He was seeing his big games when there was no Corey Joseph, so he was able to handle more of the pick and roll. Now he's probably priced to really where he should be. His ceiling is just not as much there when he's not playing 32 or 34 minutes as the primary point guard on the team. Again, now they have Corey Joseph back and healthy. So that definitely not a priority. He's the fourth interest on that team. Alec Burks didn't really talk about Golden State, but shooting guard eligible, continues to play huge minutes, continues to be the usage guy on this team since there's been no D'Angelo. You're going to get Kev- Kevon Looney back and no Draymond. So I think those guys, especially Looney on a minutes limit, just kind of cancel each other out for what this rotation will look like in terms of a plus minus for the most part if not get worse, which would be better, in my opinion, for Alec Burks in terms of what he'll have to do shooting wise and usage wise. So you can probably pencil Alec Burks in for like 34 minutes in this one, 32 at a minimum. He's 11,900 on fantasy draft. That's really nice price. 6K flat on DraftKings is nice as well. Harrison Barnes is also at 6K. He's just been very meh, right? He's another guy in Sacramento who we didn't talk about, but I think you're going to, you know what you get from him. You'll get 35 minutes. You'll get probably around 30 fantasy points most nights. And if he shoots half decent, 35 to 40 fantasy points. I prefer Alec Burks at the same price. Dario Sarge should be locked into big minutes against the team that gives up the most points in the paint, gives up one of the highest rebounding percentages. He's a power forward that you could roster as a small forward. So it's just a really nice spot similar to Jabari Parker, where you can get more power forwards into your lineup at 5,900. And a lot of injuries in Phoenix today that might lead to more minutes. Miles Turner, scary matchup against Joval. It's not a great rebounding team in Memphis, but in, in terms of just Miles Turner getting in foul trouble, this can happen extremely easily. $5,700 in DraftKings, $11,100 on Fantasy Draft. You probably get 32 minutes out of him if he's not in foul trouble, but foul trouble is very much in play here. I don't like to factor it too much, but Val is like, Joe Ballon and Bede are like the definitions of guys just putting you in foul trouble. Um, Ty, Ty, uh, Ty Jones, or Ty Jones, he's 5,600 on DraftKings, 11,300 on Fantasy Draft. It's a nice spot. He's going to play probably 30 plus minutes right around there. He got quickly priced up. He's shooting guard eligible against the Pacers. So I think it's a fine spot. He's getting 20% usage off the bench. He is probably when it comes to Memphis, maybe their best shooter. So um, yeah, I think that Ty Jones is completely fine today. Ty Jones, Mitchell Robinson's in yellow at 4,900. They want to give this guy the minutes. If he gets the minutes, he should be able to play really well here against Milwaukee, but he's been, look at his, look at his foul sheet. He's fouled out of like three of the last four games. The only game he didn't, he had five fouls. So they want to give this guy an avenue like 26 to 28 minutes. He just can't stay on the court. He's terrible at staying on the court. Well, there being no, Brooke Lopez should help him maybe a little bit, but obviously Giannis is just going to draw so much contact. So it's a huge risk. But at 4,900, if he somehow stays out of foul trouble, he'll play 26, 28 minutes, which he's over a point per minute guy. That's really good value. Frank Kaminsky at 4,400. I'd probably really only get here if Aaron Baines is out. Otherwise, I think you can only get really a solid 20 to 22 minutes projected for Kaminsky, maybe 24. If you think there's no Cam Johnson and he plays a lot of the power forward minutes, but I'm probably looking that way more often. If you get no Aaron Baines today, Robin Lopez, 4,400. Again, we'll be starting in place of his brother Brooke today against the Knicks. Really good spot. Just don't rely on the 1.3 fantasy point per minute production he had in the last game. That's not going to keep up. You probably get closer to if he plays 24 minutes on a good day, 24, 25 fantasy points, which is still fine at the price point. But if if he picks up a ton of ownership, not the greatest. Kevin Knox should start again if Marcus Morris was to miss today. You saw Damian Dotson have a huge game, but on limited run. Kevin Knox at 3,500 is his value. He'll probably play 24 minutes. Uh, he lost minutes because Dotson was just playing really well yesterday. So more times than not, you'll probably see him play 24 to 26 minutes. Dotson getting the backup minutes at 3,500. That's okay. Not great, but okay. And then you have the value from Memphis. Grayson Allen at 3,200 played 30 minutes last night. With no John Moran out there and no Kyle Anderson, if that continues to be the case, which I imagine it is $3,200 for not the greatest point per minute producer, but 30 plus minutes of fantasy production uh, out of anybody at 3,200 is is fine to take on a six game slate. And Bruno Caboclo, if there's no Brandon Clark, uh, he should see more run. He'll see backup run to guys like um he'll pretty much play the Brandon Clark role, I would imagine, behind Aaron Jackson Jr., who is foul trouble prone and can easily then be a 30-minute game for Coboclo. Or if Joe Val missed completely today, this would be a 30-plus-minute game for Caboclo. He's $3,000 flat. He is a very hot player. He can have great games or he can just play 25 minutes and score 15 fantasy points, right? He has a wide range of outcomes, but uh, if there is no Brandon Clark, you can probably see him playing 20 plus minutes at 3K flat. I think it is value. Keep in mind, this is a very big injury news slate on the six game slate. Lots of things, all the value is really going to be shaken out uh, based on this news. I think you can get up to Giannis based on it. If we don't get it, I think Trey Young is fine. Either way, I think Trey Young is fine to start your lineups around, uh, but the value might make things interesting. Maybe even allow you to get both of these top studs on this slate. That's where I'm at right now. Hopefully I talk slower in this one. Let me know if it, if it was more clear. Uh, but if you're listening once again, let me know your favorite 6K play in the 6K range on the slate today. Be sure to drop, make sure you're subscribed and then be sure to drop a way that I can contact you, Twitter. Um, PayPal, whatever it might be. And I will reach out with a $20 to one person on Friday, $20 for subscribers only of the podcast and YouTube for podcast listeners. You can leave a five-star rate and review. You can leave a second one if you already have, um, and that will enter you into a chance. Who's the best six K to play on the slate today to win a $20 PayPal. Um, commission, little bonus prize, uh, something to incentivize the following, right? Want to make sure I'm always um, looking out and, and being appreciative. So thank you so much. Hit that subscribe button before you go. Uh, and then check out my exclusive content down below. Follow me on Instagram at Salvetri, and then over on Twitter at Salvetri DFS. Appreciate all of you so, so much. Check out Fantasy Draft before you go and have a great start to your week. Great start to your December. Y'all rock. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.